There's a spirit at Bryan Health, a passion that says we can make it better, stronger, to raise our kids, to build our future, to move forward together. It's time for Bryan Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Joint pain in your shoulders and knees is extremely common and can range from mildly irritating to absolutely debilitating. My guest today is Dr. Matthew Byington. He's an orthopedic surgeon with Prairie Orthopedic. Welcome to the show, Dr. Byington. What are some of the most common causes for knee and shoulder injuries that you see? Uh, Thanks for having me today. Yeah, so today we'll talk a little bit about joint pain and specifically uh, knee and shoulders. And we see this every day in our office. Some of the main reasons that people are presenting are due to uh, either it was something due to a recent injury where they were lifting something and felt kind of a rip or a tear in the shoulder and or they were doing some type of an impact in exercise or some type of a lift uh, going from squatting to standing and felt kind of a pop in their knee. And those are associated with in the shoulder would be like a rotator cuff soft tissue injury. In the shoulder specifically, there's different structures such as the joint itself as cartilage. There's a cartilage as a protective cap over the end of the bone that is kind of like a set of brake pads in your car. And uh, when your brake pads wear out, you're down to the rotors. And when your cartilage wears out, you're down to the bone. And so in, in the shoulder and in the knee, actually, too, when this cartilage gets injured, that can create little flaps or tears of cartilage that uh, uh, can cause quite a bit, bit of discomfort and pain. Uh, also in the shoulder, you have uh, the rotator cuff tendon. That's four different muscles and tendons that really help stabilize the shoulder and, and, and help uh, the shoulder function well, and if you injure that structure, your function is thrown off as well as you have some pain as well. The question is oftentimes, did you tear the, the tendon or is there just an inflammation like a tendonitis type of, of a picture going on? So tendonitis and arthritis, uh, which is where the cartilage wears away, those are some more of the common reasons we see uh, shoulder pain. And in the knee, again, arthritis is a very common source of pain where the cartilage is injured and or you have a chronic degenerative um, cartilage wearing away where the arthritis flares up and uh, causes discomfort, as opposed to there's a structure in the knee called the meniscus, and uh, meniscus tear or meniscus injury is one of the most common procedures that we do take care of in, in orthopedic surgery. And so when people feel that pop, if they feel a click, catch, or giving way in that knee, it oftentimes can be the meniscus that is injured so we would be able to evaluate that in our clinic. A younger population, some of the kids that are in high school and college and in the 20s playing uh, high-level sports, their types of injuries are a little bit different, and uh, most oftentimes in the knee, uh, that can be from a ligament injury like the anterior cruciate ligament injury or tear, and in addition to the meniscus injury. And in the shoulder, uh, the young athlete will oftentimes have an injury to what we call the labrum, which is a, again, the shoulder is a ball and socket, and the labrum is a tissue that uh, is a bumper of tissue that uh, is circumferential around the socket of the joint, and uh, that gets injured with different mechanisms, oftentimes a subluxation or a a little instability event of the shoulder, uh, depending on the sport and the mechanism. So it really depends on the population as far as what is causing the pain. Uh, Again, arthritis, bursitis, uh, sprains, strains, tendonitis, those types of things are the main reasons we're seeing patients for joint pain. So, Dr. Byington, let's start with 
knee injuries first. Might as well start from below and work our way up. And ACL injuries in soccer playing girls and athletes, as you mentioned, notwithstanding. The normal weekend warrior, maybe the runner, the walker, a woman in heels, whatever might be the cause of their knee injuries. What do you tell people to do is rice. If you if you sustain an acute injury at the beginning, is is rice still what you use? Is that what you recommend? And do you also recommend bracing if you're someone who has arthritis or chronic knee pain? Do you recommend bracing if you're going to go play tennis or go for a walk? Yeah, so very good questions. Um, and I think most people, I mean, people have a good intuition about their injury. And uh, first thing I like to tell patients is, uh, you know, listen to your body and let pain be your guide. If it hurts, kind of back off and uh, don't think, do things that hurt. So the old acronym of RICE, of rest, ice, compression, elevation, that definitely is, does have some value to it. So yeah, it depends on how the severity of the injury. And um, main point being, if you feel like it's a very severe injury, you know, you want to go to the emergency room and that's oftentimes, that's people's intuition kicking in. But uh, for most of people's injuries or ailments or, you know, discomfort or pain, you know, rest is going to definitely help giving things time to heal. So the acronym THAW, time heals all wounds, is something that applies to most people every day of people's aches and pains getting better as, as time goes on and the body has a great way of healing itself. But how about when time doesn't help and things just are not getting better? That's when it's important to you know, go down your algorithm of your icing and taking anti-inflammatories if, if you're okay to take them medically. If you have a history of any ulcers or kidney problems, then uh, you really should be talking with your primary care doctor if, if you if if you should be taking anti-inflammatories or not. Ibuprofen and Advil are, that's four pills three times a day. That's 12 pills. That's a lot of pills to take as opposed to Aleve and Naproxen. That's just essentially two in the morning and two at night. It's easier to take uh, four pills a day and you put that bottle of the Aleve next to your toothbrush and when you brush your teeth in the morning at night, uh, you can take your Aleve um, for an initial injury. And so it's just a good rule of thumb as opposed to it's not as easy easy to be compliant taking all those pills for the Advil. Compression and elevation, really you see uh, that more applied for knee injuries. If your knee's really swollen, try to keep that swelling down uh, with ice and compression with possibly a ACE bandage and or like a knee sleeve and you know, that's a, that's a sign that you probably should see a physician uh, regarding the injury because the swelling is not, not normal and it can uh, be different reasons for the swelling. The swelling also throws off your mechanics, the way that your knee works or moves. So if, you're, if your knee is really swollen, you're not going to walk normally and then uh, your mechanics are off and you can uh, injure other tissues because of that. Uh, rest is definitely good. Anti-inflammatories are good. And then... Um, you know, one other thing we talk about is uh, physical therapy is another avenue to uh, get people better. But when you have therapy, that's usually prescribed to you by your physician. So that's after you've been seen by the by the doctor. Question is, when do you come in to see the doctor? And that, you know, if you've given it the proper time and, uh, you know, done these things we talked about and you're still not getting better, you feel like things are either getting worse or kind of plateaued and not getting better, at that point, it's important to, you know, call up your doc, get in for an appointment to be seen. And again, use your intuition. If you think it's a severe injury, you can call right away and or go to the emergency room. 
Dr. Byington, how often people hear for shoulders and knees about cortisone shots, and how often are they, should they be getting these? How often are you willing to give them? So in general, we as uh, orthopedic surgeons give cortisone injections no more than uh, four times per year in a joint. There's been mixed literature about and reasons why that is. Point being is that uh, you don't want to put too much cortisone or steroid in a joint where it uh, can break down the tissues uh, or or the cartilage. But that again, there's debate as far as uh, whether that be every three months or four times a year what it is. But that's a good general rule of thumb how often we can do those injections. And those injections are really lower on the algorithm of treatment as far as what needs to be done to get people better. I like to use the anti-inflammatories, the rest, the physical therapy for getting people better. And if that doesn't work, um, usually we're doing a diagnostic image uh, like an MRI to see what's going on, further investigate the injury. And then if an FA steroid injection is indicated, we would do that as well. And sometimes we'll do those before the MRIs as well. For shoulders and knees, it's different. For for knees, you'll give uh, cortisone injections for arthritis and uh, sometimes for small meniscus injuries uh, and sometimes some infl- inflammatory type of conditions uh, people have, such as rheumatoid arthritis and gout um, are an example of that. In the shoulder, uh, the injections are given for more so for like a tendonitis type of a um, situation and or arthritis. That's when we will use the injections. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Byington, with your best advice for people and, and what you want them to know about hopefully preventing knee or shoulder injuries, whether acute or chronic. What would you like them to know about the best ways to keep healthy knees and shoulders? I think it's just mainly being active, getting out and moving. And it's a difficult situation when somebody with bad knee arthritis is having their pain. And then, you know, one of the treatments for that also is losing weight and people can't get out and move and lose weight because of their knee pain. Well, you can modify the way you do things. You can do some non-impacting exercises such as the elliptical and bike, or you can also get in the pool and do some um, water aerobics or similar types of non-impact type of activities. And, uh, you know, as far as treatment surgically for shoulder and knee injuries, usually uh, as physicians, our, our goal is to get people better and uh, if surgery is part of that equation, great. We do a lot of knee and shoulder replacements for people with bad arthritis, and we do a, a lot of rotator cuff repairs and labrum repairs and shoulders for people who have significant tears. That's all done through a scope through two or three pocal incisions and really minimally invasive, and, and medicine's really taken uh, progressed well over the last uh, couple of decades with arthroscopy and its advances. And then in the knee again, Scoping is a very common procedure that we do for meniscus injuries, ACL reconstructions for ligament injuries, and then a lot of new literature and discussion on cartilage restoration procedures. So we're at the forefront of all that, and we've got some great procedures that we're doing to prevent knee replacements for smaller cartilage lesions to prevent uh, somebody having to have a knee replacement. But at the same time, patients with knee replacements uh, do so well, and 95% patient satisfaction with knee and hip replacements because of how debilitating those arthritis conditions can be, and joint replacement has been shown to be very effective for getting people better, more functional, and, and minimizing their pain. Thank you so much, Dr. Byington, for being with us today. If you have joint pain or an injury, talk to your doctor. If you do not have a doctor, you can find one at brianhealth.org slash doctors. That's brianhealth.org slash doctors. This is Brian Health Radio. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening.